The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, now celebrating its 10th anniversary. This show is brought to you by Carrie Hayward's Fairytale Weddings Guide, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairytale weddings at Walt Disney World. I'm Carrie Hayward, and each week I feature Disney wedding updates, money-saving tips, and interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney couples. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates 10 years of romance at Disney destinations. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with Beth Kroll about her wedding at the Wedding Pavilion with a reception at Harambe at Animal Kingdom, followed by desserts and dancing at Pandora. I thought you guys would be interested to hear how she chose these locations and how she planned everything and how it all turned out. So welcome, Beth. Oh, thank you, Carrie. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> I'm so excited to have you on the show today. I would love to start at the very beginning and find out how you and your fiance decided that you wanted to have your wedding at Disney. So we both come from pretty big Disney families. Both of our families visited a lot when we were kids and even when we were older into adulthood. We've spent some pretty big life moments there. Uh, my husband did, him and his family did the Millennium at Disney. My family has been there for Christmas and Easter. And my parents actually spend their entire winter um, on property at Disney. So it's just kind of a place we both consider our second home and just really love to go visit. That's great. So then how did those friends and family react when they found out where the wedding was going to be? I think most of them were not that surprised. I think our friends were really excited about it because not all of them had been to Disney in a really long time. So they got to experience it. We also had a lot of friends who have had children recently. And so their children got to experience it for the first time. So I think they were all not that surprised and pretty excited. That's wonderful. How many guests did you invite and how many were able to make the trip? We invited about 65 and we had 48 make the trip. Oh, that's great. Did you set up a room block for your guests? We didn't. We had quite a few DVC members, and then we had other people who we knew were using hotel points. So we didn't set up a traditional room block, but we had put on our wedding website three hotels that we kind of really thought our guests would like at three different price ranges, also to help kind of our transportation make that a little easier so there weren't as many stops. That's a great idea. Which ones did you pick? We did Pop Century, the Caribbean Beach, and then the Beach Club. Got it. Okay. Now, how did you choose the day of the week and time of day for your wedding? We have a fair amount of educators in our family. So we knew we needed to pick either a holiday weekend or a school break. So we actually picked Martin Luther King weekend. And we got married that Monday because the minimums were a little bit less that Monday. And then the teachers in the group could take a couple extra days, but not have to take the full week. So that's kind of how we picked what day we wanted to do. 
Got it. And I take it the time of day was sort of dictated by your locations? It was, yeah. So we knew we wanted to do more of a traditional kind of evening ceremony and knew that that was kind of the style we were going for. And then based off of our locations, the evening just worked out better for us. Great. How did you choose the wedding pavilion for your ceremony and then decide to split your reception between Harambe and Pandora? We knew we wanted to do the wedding pavilion. We wanted something a little more traditional. And the wedding pavilion, we had never seen it, but it looked gorgeous in photos. So we knew we wanted to do that. And then our consultant actually really helped us with the planning. She was the one who suggested we maybe do kind of a moving wedding where we kind of went location to location. And we looked at Harambe Marketplace and inside the market and just really liked the idea of bringing our guests somewhere a little different. And then Pandora wasn't actually our original location. We were supposed to be in Everest, but Disney was doing lots of construction to Everest while we were there. And so we got a call months before saying that we couldn't do Everest, but that they'd be willing to let us do Pandora, which was really nice because the cost of Pandora is very expensive. So that wasn't even on our list until they offered it because of the construction that they had to do. That's very cool. Yeah. The idea for the moving reception, was that due to COVID capacity limits or just the times that you could start or... It was based off of the times that we could start and different rules with the animal kingdom. Being kind of in Harambe, you couldn't have loud music and dancing due to the animals. So we knew we were going to move somewhere else in the park to be able to do that kind of dancing and that sort of reception. So our planner was the one who was suggested like, well, if you did kind of a moving throughout the park, you could see different areas and different aspects. And then your guests could really get to see a lot of the animal kingdom, which was really fun and different too. That's wonderful. Did it time out that you were able to do any kind of a ride mix in as the park was closing? It didn't. So we didn't get over to the animal kingdom until about 830 and it had closed um, at like seven, I think that night. So we didn't do a ride mix in there. We were able to do one. We had a dessert party the night before. So we were able to do a ride mix in that night. Oh, great. Okay. Now, with using Pandora for the dancing portion of your event, were there any restrictions or anything extra you needed to get, like a lighting package? There wasn't. So we didn't have to do anything extra for Pandora. The only kind of restriction they had were certain items weren't allowed. So they told us like Mickey head-shaped pretzels might not be allowed. They had to work with the team and they ended up letting us have them. It wasn't a big sticking point for us, but they had to kind of get special permission for things like that. But we didn't have to do a lighting package. And they had a smaller list of DJs that are approved for Pandora. I think Pandora has a couple extra restrictions. So we were limited to our DJ list, but JW was on that list. Interesting. And you were able to have the Mickey pretzels. What other things did you serve? We did a popcorn cart and an ice cream bar cart as well, which was really nice. It was just a fun kind of thing, especially late night snacks. We were there until dancing went from 1030 to 130 in the morning. So it was a nice pick me up. (laughs) (laughs) It's interesting to me that they were on the fence about whether Mickey pretzels would work with the theming, but they were totally okay with a popcorn cart. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. It was very interesting. You know, and our poor planner emailed us. I think like five days before being like, we might not be able to do Mickey pretzels. Like, I'm so sorry. And we emailed back being like, it's no big deal. Like, 
any shaped pretzels. We don't really care. And she was like, oh, thank you so much. And so I was like, oh, I hope like she's not going through a big hassle for it. So... (laughs) Now, being in the park, this was probably pretty difficult, but did you use any outside vendors for your event? The only outside vendors we used was our photography, and we used the roots for our photography, but we used Disney for everything else. And how did you choose your officiant? So our officiant was actually, Caleb's uncle is a reverend, so he's married pretty much everyone in the family, so he did our ceremony. That's wonderful. Did you add any kind of entertainment to the ceremony or the receptions? We had DJ J.W. Yeager for our dancing portion in Pandora, and he was fantastic. It was great. He had us dancing from the second we walked in until like 1.30 when we left. That's wonderful. Do you have any menu items or cake flavors from your meal that you would recommend? We did the pasta bar as part of our dinner along with our entrees, and that was a huge hit with the kids that we had in the group. We were really worried. We had like nine children, lots of picky eaters. And so the pasta bar was great because they could either do plain with butter or red sauce and kind of mix and match. We also really loved the short ribs. We were going to do the martini action station, but decided it was a little too much food. But our planner suggested we did the Parmesan risotto as a side, and it was fantastic. So I really, really enjoyed that. That's awesome. Any cake flavors you would recommend? Oh, yeah. We did the lemon cake with the raspberry mousse, and then we did a chocolate cake with the peanut butter cup filling, and both of those were really good. Did you have any kind of theming in your event that was based around Animal Kingdom? Not really. I really went very minimal with floral and decor. I really wanted to keep it kind of true to the parks a little bit, so we did two very long family style tables and in the middle had greenery that they incorporated from the park. And so that's what we did for centerpieces. And we just kind of kept that like very interesting vibe. Like the marketplace has just its own really cool, unique vibe. And then Pandora has its own vibe. So we just kind of went with the whole park thing. That's cool. Can you tell my listeners a little bit about the dessert party you added the night before? Sure. So we did the dessert party in Epcot. We did it at Terrace de Flores and we were really nervous. There was a lot of rain in the forecast. And so we had gotten the go ahead a couple hours before that they were going to keep us outside. And then as we were getting ready, we met everyone at the International Gateway. It started to rain. (laughs) And so we were lucky enough that they still kept us outside, but They got everyone ponchos and we just kind of hung out and really enjoyed it. And the rain let up and it was a great spot. None of us had seen Harmonious and it was a great spot to watch. And we just kind of got to enjoy that with our guests. And then we walked back to Soren and did a ride mix in um, with our whole guests. And it was just a fun way to kind of kick off the wedding kind of festivities. That sounds great. Any desserts you would recommend from that party? We did the nacho bar which was fantastic. We really loved that. And then we did chocolate tacos that they have at the Festival of Arts, as well as Rice Krispie treats. And we had lots of Rice Krispie treats afterwards. And they were kind enough to like, hand them to my sister and like loaded her stroller up. So that way the kids (laughs) had Rice Krispie treats for the whole week. It was great. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Can you give my listeners a timeline of how the day ran? We did hair and makeup starting at like 10 a.m., for myself, my mother, mother mother-in-law, and friends. 
And that went until about three. The car picked us up at four and we did a first look at the Grand Floridian. And so I did a first look with my future husband and then we did all of our family photos ahead of time. Part of it was because we were getting married at 7.30. So we wanted to do a lot of photos in the daylight. And so we wanted to kind of get all of those family photos out of the way as well. So we did that until about six o'clock. And then we actually did a cocktail hour before the ceremony. So we had a cocktail hour at the White Hall room and patio. And so my future husband went to the cocktail hour with all of our guests. And I actually went to the wedding pavilion and was in that little side room that they had. Um, And so I kind of hung out there for 45 minutes while everyone was at the cocktail hour, which was actually really nice because I just kind of got to kind of like sink in the moment. I FaceTimed two of my best friends who weren't able to make it due to some COVID restrictions. And it was just a really nice relaxing time. We had our ceremony at 7.30. It was really quick. It was a 15-minute ceremony. And part of that was because they had changed the fireworks schedule at the Magic Kingdom. And fireworks were going to go off at 8 that night. So we were able to actually have our ceremony. Our guests got on the bus to head to the Animal Kingdom. And we were able to go to Picture Point and get fireworks photos, which was really cool. Then we went to Animal Kingdom. Dinner at Harambe was from 8.30 to 10.30. We then walked to Pandora. And then we had dancing and desserts from 10.30 to 1.30. And then at 1.30, we got on the bus and they handed us all our leftover cake, which was awesome. And we were all back at our resorts by like two in the morning. (laughs) That's great. And I like this idea of the cocktail hour before the ceremony, especially when you have such a late reception. Was that just to kill time between the early photos and the ceremony or because you wanted to feed everyone first? It was partly to kill time and also to feed everyone. We have a pretty good party crew that likes to drink a little bit. So we wanted to make sure that everyone had some food in their stomach. We also knew we had some people that get hangry, um, some children. So we wanted to make sure that everyone had some food, was nice and relaxed, knowing that it was going to be a very long night. (laughs) Got it. Okay. I, I bet that cut down on the number of people who wanted to leave early too. It did. Yeah. And we were actually, one of the things I really loved was that our planner set it up. So we had the motor coach the whole time and groups could go back at 1030, 1130 and 1230 um, during the dancing portion. And it was nice because we did have, we had guests that were into their eighties. And so they were able to go back early, but other guests were able to stay. Um, And so just having that flexibility was really great for our group. Um, But we had, you know, many guests stayed the whole night with us, which was awesome. That's wonderful. So when you were planning, what were some of the most important aspects where you focused your attention or your budget? I think the biggest thing for us is we just wanted everyone to have a great time and everyone to get to experience Disney. So we knew we had friends that hadn't been in a really long time and we wanted to make sure that they got to experience a bunch of different things. So that's why we really wanted to do the dessert party with fireworks and a ride. And then having the wedding in a park also kind of got them that kind of backstage access. And you just feel like 
a VIP getting to like walk through the park alone and be there at night. And we really just wanted our guests to be able to experience that. So we focused the most on that. And then probably next on photos, um, I would say neither one of us love getting our picture taken. So having a photographer that made us comfortable was a high priority, knowing that that wasn't going to be our favorite part of the day. So we wanted to make sure that we were comfortable with that. We worked with The Roots and they were fantastic. So we were so, so grateful for that. That's wonderful. Were there any aspects that were less important where you saved some money or effort? Probably floral was less important. Um, We just really tried to pick locations that kind of showcased Disney. And I didn't feel like we really had to dress it up a lot. You know, we did very simple greenery for our centerpieces. Um, We had no personal floral. I didn't do any bouquet. Um, And then for the wedding pavilion itself, I just, the photos looked gorgeous. So we just did vases with floating candles, just really nice and simple and just tried to showcase like the beauty of the locations. That's interesting. So with no bouquet, did you feel like, oh, I don't have anything to do with my hands or did you not even notice? I didn't even notice, um, to be honest. I was a little worried about it, that I would feel weird, you know, walking down and not holding anything, but I didn't notice it at all. Um, And it was nice not having to worry about a bouquet and worry about boutonnieres or any of that. So it was just kind of one thing we took off the list. That's cool. So out of all of this, what ended up being your favorite memory of your wedding day? I think... My favorite memory, besides getting married, was walking with our guests from Harambe to Pandora. Um, It was totally dark, but you have the park noises going on, and you have the lighting of Pandora, and then hearing our guests as we walked into Pandora, and like how in awe they were of the colors and the noises, and just how great it was. And then when we got to the reception site in Pandora, which is kind of where, if you're getting off flight of passage where the ride kind of drops you out. Our DJ was just playing music and just got the party started from there. And I think that was kind of 10 minutes of just like, holy cow, this is happening and it's really real and look how fun this is. So it was great. (laughs) Now, did anything go wrong or just not turn out like you expected? We had a couple of hiccups, nothing crazy. Um, We had lots of one-way vans getting our family to our family photos and one of them did not show up um that was the van for my husband's uh siblings and his aunt and uncle who were marrying us so they kind of called us panicking that the van hadn't shown up and luckily the beach club staff was fantastic they ended up actually calling them a taxi getting them a waiver to pay for the taxi um by the time i had had any idea that it was happening I had called our planner and we had Nick for our day of coordinator and he they were like oh you're good we took care of everything and they were there within 10 minutes um and so Disney was great in that aspect like any hiccup that happened they like stepped in and took care of it instantly so nothing major just a few little hiccups that's so great to hear was there anything that seemed like a big deal beforehand or you were worried about and then it turned out not to be a big deal I think I was just worried about everyone getting where they needed to be at all times. Like we had a lot of moving parts of, you know, being in different locations and different places. And I just wanted to make sure that that was all taken care of. So I think I was a little anxious about transportation and 
I had seen, you know, you'll have a transportation coordinator. They don't really do a whole lot. And our transportation coordinator was phenomenal, like organized everything, got everyone on and off the bus. And we had multiple stops. So like really got to know our group, which was awesome. By the end of the night, they knew what hotels we were headed to and who was going where. And so I was just really thankful that we had someone who kind of coordinated for all of us. That's wonderful. Is there anything you would have done differently knowing what you know now? I don't think so. We've been thinking about it. And like, you know, even though we had a few minor hiccups here and there, it ended up being, you know, the best two days that I could ever ask for. (laughs) Do you have any other tips or advice for future Disney couples? Maybe ones who are interested in using Animal Kingdom or Pandora? I would say be open to moving locations. At first, I wasn't sure I really wanted to go from location to location, but you really get to see a whole different aspect. And Disney's great about switching it up. Like I was just worried, you know, moving that whole group to a different location. How's that going to work? And they're just phenomenal with it. Um, And I really trusted the planners on, you know, what do they think is best? Where do they think a cool spot would be? And they never led me astray. So I would say definitely do that. And my other tip is, bring to-go boxes for the cake. So we brought to-go boxes and we had our cake in Harambe and the team actually boxed up the cake and had it waiting outside the bus for us. So when we left Pandora to go backstage, there were two bags just full of cake and we put it on the bus. And then as our guests left, they each took a slice of cake and we got so many shots of like best breakfast and like, you know, different pictures sent to us. So I highly recommend um, you know, Amazoning easy bakery boxes and bringing them because it's totally worth it. <laughs> That's a great tip. <laughs> well, Beth, I think you've offered a ton of great tips for anyone who's interested in getting married at Walt Disney World, and I appreciate your taking the time. Oh, thank you so much. That's our show for today. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward, inviting you to join me again next week for another episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast. Past shows and tons of photos for each episode are available on my website, DisneyWeddingPodcast.com, or listen in your favorite podcast app. And for instant answers to all your Walt Disney World wedding questions, check out Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at FairyTaleWeddingsGuide.com. <laughs>